hey, there's a chance we'll be using our grown-up language in this episode. So if you have little kids around, you might want headphones. You might also want a stiff drink. Hey, I'm not judging. Please parent responsibly. And this is Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. These are our church bell wine glasses. I love these wine glasses for no other reason than they hold a lot of wine. Mm-hmm. Also, they sound good in audio. It is a consideration. Mostly the wine. <laughs> yes. Wine cannot be undersold, guys. It cannot. I mean, there's certain wines can mm-hmm. but this is sledgehammer which is an unofficial sponsor of it our podcast official sponsor of our podcast the sledgehammer uh we we enjoy both the zinfandel and the cabernet sauvignon so i don't remember which one this is i think this is the zin sure i'm so fancy i can't tell the difference between cabernet sauvignon and mm-hmm. zinfandel i can tell the difference between like two specific ones but i wouldn't be able to tell the difference between like just writ large it's a baby like, maybe I could tell the difference between two different ones if they were really different. I mean, I don't know. They're I'm both not, delicious, and I, I buy them both for some reason. So. For some reason. So how's your week going? Mmm. Okay. Uh, we made a turkey. We made, yeah, we made a 25-pound turkey. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of turkey. It is. Cannot be it undersold is. there either. Yeah, so uh, Kroger had turkey on sale for, like, 30 cents a pound because it's February. <laughs> nobody wants these damn nobody turkeys anymore. Yeah, nobody wants a turkey, so... And I was like, ooh, I will try to roast a turkey for $7. Like, Yeah, what's the worst I'm, that could I'm, happen? I'm willing to, to roll this dice. Well, Mike, even if it had been a charred mess, I bet we could have salvaged $7 worth of meat out of mm-hmm. it somehow. Or we would have gotten Taco Bell and never spoke of it again. So that's... Right, it's the ideal time to learn. Yeah, like, no pressure. Yeah, we're nope. obviously not having anyone over. No. Yeah, there's not the the threat of like you're gonna ruin Christmas or Thanksgiving. If yeah, if you if you screw up a turkey on the wrong Thursday, right? You're you're ruining Thanksgiving, but but if it's just a random Thursday, who cares? Let's try cares. it. It was yeah. good though. You brined it very well. Thank I you. I did. I did brine a turkey, and uh, you borrowed a turkey fryer from. It's not a fryer. It's it kind of is. It's okay. So it's this charboil thing i don't know it's a turkey jet engine yeah it's basically yeah you're cooking in a giant propane powered like air fryer air fryer right for turkeys yeah and it's just insanely awesome it just gets rocket hot in there cooks a turkey in two and a half hours all the way through crispy skin juicy breasts yeah we didn't really have any issues just like just like you like it. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm going to maybe have to invest in one because so, I borrowed it to see how I liked it. Mm-hmm. Turns out, kind of love it. But also, like, we are not the people who make turkeys. Like, if I had this thing, I kind of <laughs> think we might be. <laughs> and be like, we'll make the turkey. And you're like, okay. All right. So, well, I could see, like, showing up to Granny's house and mm-hmm. popping this thing up in the backyard and be like, you can cook all the casseroles and the mac and cheese and the sweet potato casserole and the green bean casserole. The only problem is you don't get drippings for gravy. You don't. So, like, 
my mom often makes three turkeys and she roasts one turkey like probably the week before thanksgiving yeah just for all the drippings so she can make gravy and then that is not even served and put like it's just straight to the fridge fully into the left like the leftover i want a turkey sandwich at nine o'clock at night on uh thanksgiving day or Like, like friday yeah like afternoon yeah it is is immediately funneled into leftovers uh she usually has either a fried turkey or a smoked turkey or both yeah um because the day of oven space is very precious right and so this thing i think solves the oven space thing Mm -hmm. it it does taste more like an roasted turkey but not a deep fried turkey and definitely not smoked yeah it doesn't taste like a smoked turkey or or really a fried turkey it tastes really like a roast turkey so yeah that's which is good. not it's not, not a, a complaint flavor. no not at all it's uh quite good i would highly recommend this thing so well, i'm glad you would eat it again because we'll be eating it for mm, probably next, two weeks the yeah. next week solid it's gonna be a while but man it was good so other than that i mean you know, when you don't go anywhere or do anything there's not a lot of updates it's really not we life. had a snow day today we did have this a is, snow day. This is a Monday. It's the first official snow day of the year. Of And our first official homeschool snow day, which is a weird concept. It is weird. Well, and it's weird because, like, one of our kids had just as much work as regular. And it was like, you don't get snow days because your teachers are robots. So, so get in there. Do your, do your schoolwork anyway. And then... Uh, but our that? elementary kids, like, mm-hmm. interface with actual teachers who grade their work and assign them homework and have... Like, that's a whole it's thing. So, it's so much better. It's so much, so much better. better. Uh, but also, those folks, by union law, are not working today. So, right. good right. for them. So, um, there was a definite uh, kind of spread in how people felt about it. Like, yeah. our oldest was kind of like, whatever, it's just another day, all of this is bullshit. Our youngest <laughs> was like, I can work ahead and my teachers will like me and, like... Because he's mm-hmm. always searching for that approval, like a youngest well, and can. Then, and then he just has less to do over yeah. the course of the week, fine. And then our daughter was like, I'm taking a bath. <laughs> like, everything was so perfectly I'm on I'm putting brand. on sweatpants, like I've given up on everything. But then this afternoon they all ended up playing outside. They actually went down to a park that's a walking distance from our house and they went, went sledding. sledding. Um, everyone, everyone got hurt. has all their teeth, though. I mean, it's a it. It was a close thing. I mean, I'm here for everyone having all their teeth. Our daughter um, apparently slipped and face face planted. Looked up and caught her brother straight to the face coming down the hill in a sled. She's like, "It was nobody's fault. It just happened. It's I'm right. not mad, right. but so I am bleeding." So there's some like mouth blood situation and some like face blood situation. <laughs> Yeah, well, and our, our son, our youngest, he scraped his face somehow coming down once. And then our eldest uh, took a ramp wrong, apparently, because mm-hmm. that's what you do with sledding. You build a ramp, you go off the ramp, he <laughs> landed like, wrong. Was, I miscalculated. He's like, Dad, Physics my back. It's not, it's, it's not my butt. It's like halfway up my back where I flipped backwards out of the thing and just cracked my back on the ground. I was like, yeah, uh, that'll happen. And I was like, but you know, you're 12, you're a rubber band right now. Like, just enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah, you'll be sore. Are 35, like... that That's a career ender right there. Right, right. Your this career is sitting in a chair, Dad. Mm-hmm. will not stand. No, you're done. But no, I mean, it's the right 
combination of minor injuries to say it was a successful sledding trip. Right, everybody had fun, everybody <laughs> would do it again, but like, not right now. My favorite part is that I just sent them to the park, and it's, I mean, it's a half mile away, it's not too far, and I said, you know, it was like three o'clock, you guys go to the park, I'll pick you up before when I get off work, so I did, and like, as I'm pulling up, our daughter's picking herself up on the ground, like she had gotten injured literally moments before yeah, i arrived they, they have um like an apple watch that they can like call us on right and i right. was like well i hope they weren't just like there injured being like well dad will get here in 15 minutes our <laughs> eldest was injured for a little while but he was like it's fine i'm, I'm fine and our youngest was just minorly abraded so oh. he was fine too but like yeah our our daughter i think was a little more injured they were kind of tending she's to also her our like toughest so yeah well, and she, so what ended up, what I figured out happened, she got smashed in the face and her lip and her gum went into her upper teeth. Right. And so like her bottom gums hit her upper teeth and cut it. And so she, I mean, she was hurt. Yeah, she was definitely hurt. But I mean, I think she was in pain as well, but she's going to be fine. No yeah. teeth are wiggly. I, we'll just keep an eye on things. I'll be fine. Yes. That's a successful snow day. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. Oh boy. But uh, last night we watched a movie. Mm-hmm. This is a movie our kids saw without us. So now our kids are like watching movies without us. They're constantly is, watching movies. Which be- is both a blessing and a curse because I do not have to watch Dr. Doolittle 3. But I am finding it hard to uh, get content for, the for sake this of podcast. podcast. I need to watch Dr. Doolittle 3. We're going to watch that whole trilogy. It's going to be a oh, thing. It is a train wreck. It is. I only saw 10 minutes of it, and I was like, ooh, guys. This is some great fodder. Yeah. Um, but a, we'll get around so to this that. This is a movie that our kids watched, and then they were like, you should watch this movie for the podcast. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that heads up. But this movie is called uh, Charming. Charming. So our titular character. Mm-hmm. Prince Charming. Is Prince Charming. And the whole conceit of this is... Um, all of the Prince Charmings in the fairy tales are the same guy. Right. And so Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, Snow White, um, all of their princes are the same prince. Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen when that un- unfolds? Right. So what happens? Which is not a new, uh, mm-hmm. a new conceit, like Into the Woods kind of did that. Yeah. Like, Better, I would say. <laughs> so much better. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's not a new conceit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, you know, it's an interesting for a kid's movie. Like, okay, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. And so, apparently, this dude, Charming, mm-hmm. he has this curse that makes every girl he contacts with feel like a princess. Right, if he makes eye contact with you, you immediately fall in love with him. If you're a girl. If you're a girl. It's a very, like, yeah. I mean, it's a very cis-normative. Yeah, very, very heteronormative kind of thing. Sure. And, uh, yeah. So, you have a baby, and you Mm. invite all the fairies to the christening to bless him. All right, hold on. So... (laughs) The first thing we do is we kind of get like a little snapshot of all the princesses involved. There's Cinderella, oh, yes. Cinderella there's Snow, Snow White, White, and there's and Sleeping, there's Sleeping Beauty. Beauty. All right. We need to 
take just a moment to discuss the casting of this fucking Guys, the casting movie. Casting of this movie is like so much money. Right, it really is. So Cinderella is Ashley Tinsdale. Right. Sharpay. Uh, Sharpay. <laughs> um, Snow White, Skater Girl herself, Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne. So that's cool. And Sleepy Beauty is Gem, G-E-M. Yeah, I am unfamiliar with her work. She's very famous in China, apparently. That's the thing to know. Uh, but these are all, like, legit, mm-hmm. like, musical peeps. Like pop stars, yeah. Right. Like, these are all good gets for whoever put this shenanigan together. Yes. And... For being like, you're going to be in a movie where you're not the main character and you sing, like, half of one song. Yeah, like you're always in trio. Like right. the three of them, every I think every song the three of them do, they I think do together. They only do one song. Uh, yeah, that's possible. Yeah, because so we get the snapshots. We get charming doing a wedding portrait, mm-hmm. and then like the three princesses are going into the same cake shop at the same moment to order their wedding cake. Right, because there's only like one town. And apparently, like, They're also... They're all getting married in his town instead of their town. True. Also, they all... There's only one baker in this town. Right. It's a small And he town. only takes appointments at 10 a.m. on Tuesdays. Right. Like, that's when you discuss new business. Right. So everybody's... So these three <laughs> ladies have to walk in at exactly the same moment. Right. And uh, the baker is like, so... Uh, I'm, like, I make the best wedding cakes. Like, you came to the right place. Uh, tell me... About your fiance. Which is the impetus for the first song, mm-hmm. which is Trophy Boy. The name of the song is fucking Trophy Boy. Trophy Boy. I'm really sad that it isn't spelled like B-O-I. <laughs> I mean, to Avril it was. In her heart, all boy is spelled B-O-I. <laughs> I think so. Can I just discuss something real quick about the songs in this movie? They're terrible. <laughs> They're the I, oh my gosh. I will say they're not great. No, so, they're not great. So okay, I had a few drinks while I was watching this. Yes, you did. And I also suffer from not having the best of hearing. Mm-hmm. Uh if, for those of you who heard did my we, mix on this podcast. Did we watch this with subtitles? I think we did. We did watch this with subtitles, but like they didn't really subtitle the songs for some reason. I don't know. Probably because the songs make no like the phrases and terms used in this song just do not add up to complete thoughts. Yeah, so um, so they sing this trio song about how Prince Charming is their trophy boy. Um, yeah. And it's all super shallow. It's like, I like him for his smile. I like him for his hair. Yep. I like him, like, whatever. And I really wanted... They rhyme hair with debonair, which is fine, but I really wanted to, to be like, because he's there. Because <laughs> that's so, really what it is. It's like, because he's around, and he's handsome enough, and he saved me from whatever, like, very tragic childhood uh, trauma I was living. Which, like, to be fair, is a factor, but like... Yeah, let me let me read first one. <laughs> They call me a damsel in distress because I want my prize. That's not what that means. The one with the kingdom and the big brown eyes. Sure. The one with the voice that can move like music. 
and my oh my does he know how to use it what okay so i guess they're talking to music and use it rhyme yeah like approximately rhyme approximately but they're referring to him as the one with a voice that can move like music how does music move <laughs> it like like the lilt of a music like... i guess but isn't that just Every fucking voice ever. Every sound. Every sound. Swedish people are much more, like, musical. I mean, you know ABBA. Right. Because their language goes up Case and down. Point. They're all like, bloop, 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 bloop. Like. Dancing queen. Right. Like little baby happy German. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just, the whole thing's like this. So my favorite was, there's a whole, like, third or fourth verse that is not presented in the original trophy boy that shows up in yeah the um what's in the in the credits in the credits and there's it's amazing because <laughs> it talks about like oh i don't just like his looks like yeah he has, like, let the... me got it i got it okay and it's just not about his looks he's also got a sensitive side he has the soul of a poet if you give him time and he's a perfect gentleman class and etiquette Oh, who am I kidding? He just has such excellent abs. You can't compete with those fellas. Such class. Make the whole kingdom jealous. Oh, man. I just forgot my manners. Hello, I'm Cinderella, and I need a wedding planner. Oh, yeah. Like, so good. <laughs> and ridiculous. It is so not ridiculous. good. It is not good. So ridiculous. It is like, all- these princesses are so vapid, like so much more vapid than they are in even like Disney uh, original parlance. You know, like it is, they're just extra, extra spoiled, shallow. Uh, oh yeah, they're ladies. horrible. They're vapid. They're, they're yeah. unredeemable. Like, it, do, it does not. It does not feel very woke or very feminist <laughs> no definitely not i mean we'll get to some moments that are maybe a little even more problematic but right. oh there's very very problematic stuff we'll get this, there uh, in the show so at the end of all this um it is obvious that prince charming he is shall we say getting around right like, he, he is one prince and there are at least three princesses and also anytime he makes eye contact with another female human mm-hmm like she's forgets she's everything she's yeah. ever loved and is with him. Right. So um all the women love him and all the men hate him. Which is fair? Which is fair. Because he's basically curse roofing all the women in the kingdom. <laughs> yes. Curse roofies. <laughs> I mean, so again, there's a lot of questions about free will. Yeah. Here like and it's, I mean, they're not comfortable discussions to have right. to think this is, about. This is not good consent. No. Enthusiastic consent. I mean, it's enthusiastic, but is it really, mm-hmm. really, really enthusiastic consent? Right. I don't know. Can I'm you consent no. when you're under the effects of a magical curse? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no, too. I'm going to say no. I mean, also, two of the three girls that he's marrying, he totally kissed while they were unconscious and or potentially dead. Yes. Yes. So clearly, so, like, that's not, that's not, consent is not him. his milieu. It's not his jam. Cinderella was just a weird foot fetish thing, I guess. I mean, at least she was awake. I mean, she, I mean, sure. But anyway, 
So we get back to the castle and Charming's dad, who, mm-hmm. by the way, Charming's dad is mm-hmm. voiced by the inimitable uh, Jim Cummings. I don't know him. I love that pause. You do know him. <laughs> you have heard his voice in thousands of things. Like okay. You have spent most of your childhood listening to this Listen, dude. So it's just like part of. Yeah. Most famously, he is the voice of Winnie the Pooh and also Tigger. Interesting. Yeah, and he is, um... How old is he? Oh, he's hella old. Is he super old? Oh, yeah, he's hella old. Okay. I mean, he's a great guy. He's done well, but he's... But he's very old because he's been in the biz for a long time. He's been in the biz for a very long time. Being, like, a fatherly voice. Uh, For the record, I just looked at me. Oh, he's only 69. Only 69. So, I mean, I say that as a 40-year-old. As a 40-year-old. It's real interesting. But, like, he played all the Pete's. Um, it, like, if like Pete the cat from oh, yes. Disney. Yes. He's always any, that guy. Any version of Pete the cat. I mean, he's... I mean, his, if you look up, um, again, Jim Cummings as a, a voice actor, mm-hmm. you will get his all-filmography uh, actor... 564 roles. Oh, shit. I know. <laughs> He's done a lot of stuff. Yeah, like, I'm not even gonna, good, like... Good job, Jim. Jim is chasing that paper out there. Good job. So, but again, if... But from a casting perspective... Right, he's a good get in terms of... Uh, yeah, if you're making an animated fe- feature... Voice actor standard. And he's just a minor character in this. Mm-hmm. Like, the dad in this. Um... And so we meet the dad. The dad's like, listen, son, you got to knock it off by your 21st birthday. You have to find true love or else love fucking dies. Right. And all this is my fault. Kind of. Sort of. <laughs> so. So this is the plot MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. So apparently uh, daddy charming. Right. When I was a young lad. When I was when I was out sowing my wild oats, he had some sort of like squire. Right. Who was a girl. Who, yeah, was a lady squire. A little bit infatuated with him, I guess. I, I don't know. Is the implication. But what happened is he, King Charming chooses Queen Charming. Right. He went off on this adventure called the Gauntlet. Yeah. And it made him, like, ready to love and made him, like, find his love, like... Whatever. Yeah, and I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand it. <laughs> like, it's not really great. Explain. Literally, you never see Queen Charming's face. No, because she died. Right, because tragic backstory. Obviously, obviously. And then they would have to hire someone else to be his mom. <laughs> like, let's not do that. Betty White would have been a great get. Would have been fantastic. Very interesting. Yes, It'd be interesting. But anyway, they. Um, but the squire, the the lady squire, mm-hmm. who did not get um king right. charming who did not get the hand of the prince who also like probably was a jerk to her like i understand you you know unrequited love is a bitch but like also there's like letting people down easy which i feel like uh charming senior did not do no no i i agree with you on that it seems that he was a bit of an ass right so she decides she is going to throw herself wholeheartedly into the dark arts. Into dark fairy magic. Dark. I got some real questions. Like, is there light fairy magic? Is there light fairy magic? What other kinds of dark and/or light <laughs> magic are there? Right. Is there like 
dark druid magic? Is there dark elf magic? But she specifically went dark fairy magic. I mean, I play a halfling druid, so I'm going to have to say there's dark and light druid magic. Also, did you hire a fucking fairy as your squire and then expect her to be chill when shit hit the fan? Like, I feel like that's not... Or, not I mean, a good choice. did she become magical after as a right. m- moment so of, like, you, severe anger? Right. How do you, like, just traipse into the woods, into the dark fairies, and you're like, fuck yes. Like, I'm, I mean, I feel like I'm she multi down with you. Like, she multi-classed hard. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. And then, like, threw all her XP into that, like, wizard, right. like, sorceress. Right. She just storms into the forest, brokenhearted one day, and was like, teach me everything. Yeah, and, and the she, fairies are like cool. Like men fucking suck. Yeah, I feel like yeah, and again, I think sorceress more. You know, she like pledged her troth to a fae of some sort that mm-hmm. gave her all the powers. I mean, I could build this character, but she is definitely she leveled up fast. Right, right. She came hard, and she comes in at the blessing. Right. So you're like, I have this baby. I just invite all the magical creatures to bestow upon Only them. one. Only fairy blessings. godmother shows up. Or godfather. Fairy godfather shows so, up to do the blessing. Uh, it's like a fairy representative. Yes. The fairy blessing representative shows Who is up. voiced again? John fucking Cleese. <laughs> is John Cleese the fairy representative? Yeah, or? he's Gary Godfather. Okay. So he shows up and is like, hey, I'm going to call you Charming. Gets them a little, and like all the ladies gonna love ya. Gives them a little sprinkle, little sparkle, yeah, of, of pixie dust or something out of his satchel. Mm-hmm. And as he's doing that, the satchel rips at the bottom and dumps everything well, on this kid. And it kid. rips because the the dark fairy lady comes and yeah. like kaspooses it. So. And he's to, like, ah, it's too much charming. Ah, yeah. this might be bad. So honestly, it's not her magic here that makes him super charming. That's just her corrupting Godfather's spell. Right. But she adds a too, curse. Too much of a good thing. She adds a curse to it that says, basically, if charming can't find true love by his 21st birthday, love in the entire kingdom will die. Right. Okay, so the... Oh, these fairies always play in the long game. Like... Really? Truly, so much patience. Like I'd have been like, invest- if he can't find true love by his third birthday. <laughs> right. I, I would be like, love in the kingdom is gone, fuckers. <laughs> like, I don't I don't understand this long con. These, these if-then statements that are open to some sort of interpretation. Right. No, or thank you. No. No, thank you. No, uh, yeah, I would be a real fucking hard ass as a dark fairy. But uh, this particular dark fairy is like, look. He's covered in charm, which means that all of all of the ladies will love him, and he mm-hmm. won't ever know if the love that he's receiving is real or if it's part of a curse. Right. And he has to find true love by 21, or all love in the kingdom will, like, First whatever. First off, what the fuck does that look like? I also love that everyone in fairy tales is on like a bachelor timeline where it's like i'm 22 and i've been looking for love my whole life <laughs> no. like, and i don't think i'll ever find it like prince and... from uh beauty and the beast oh by your 21st birthday <laughs> yeah they're all on a very bachelor timeline yeah i mean i'm like girl they just let you into the bar last year you have fucking time like get around like Find out this, what you this like. Is, this is someone who got married at 22. 
But, you know. I mean, you have regrets. So I mean, sometimes... Some, I mean, you should. It's fine. I've seen your husband. <laughs> He's lovely. Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't supposed to happen that You soon, could do better. But it's okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> you could do better. Well, I'm stuck now. Yeah. No, no it's fine. Are. Um. No. No, I got married young, and I understood that I was an outlier, but also, like, I was I not mean, like, like, oh, my God, I'm never going to find... I, I was also like, oh, my God, I'm never going to find love. She just found someone that was so fucking amazing. She right. couldn't let I him get like, away. I was like, let... I was like, oh, shit, it shouldn't have happened this fast, but here we are. Here we are. Hmm. Got some things to work through. It'll be fine. Yeah. But, but yes, I do, I do appreciate that. But, so, first off... My first thought on this, he's got to find true love. And, like, the problem here is a signal to noise ratio. Yeah. There's a lot of noise. His There's noise a lot is, of ladies just the way the fuck up. throwing themselves at him, so he can't really find true love. What if it's a dude? Right. That was immediately. You were like, obviously, he should fall for a dude. And then he knows that it's the real thing. And I was like, this would be a great opportunity. Like... For this. We could pivot into some, like, instead of, like, taking all these misogynistic, weird, like, patriarchal tropes. Sexism bullshit. We could, like, throw that out and just be like, turns out, ladies. Right. Sorry. Everyone is in love with their gay best friend and we get over it. Yeah. I mean, like, wouldn't that be fucking awesome? Like, we could introduce the squire. The squire could be his buddy. Yeah. There's, like, so much squandered potential. I would... I would have really enjoyed that story. We would have had to debrief some kids, but, like, it would have been fine. I mean, they know. It's some conversations we they have. They know. We've had these conversations many times. Yeah, we, it's we fine. We will continue to have these conversations. It's but, fine. But, you know, also, I feel like Netflix would have had to, like, probably suffer some PR flack. But, like, what the fuck ever? Like, right. grow some they balls can, and do it. They can handle it. Yeah, they're not going to do that. <laughs> no. So yeah, our uh, our hopes for this movie were dashed from the very start. <laughs> I mean, multiple moments. Our hopes for this movie are going to get dashed, but like, let's just keep going. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, they immediately cut like to charming, you know, from charming and his dad to like outside in the middle of fucking nowhere, where this like stagecoach is going through. Oh, yes. Oh, and yes. there's robbers. There's robbers. Well, there's at least there's a, a robber. Bird there's a bird. And a, a cardinal. Yeah, a bird and a horse and a lady. Yeah, who cuts the bottom out of a, like, wagon mm-hmm. to drop the chest of jewels. Right, and put up a false bottom. Yeah. I mean, it's a cute trope. It's fine. But I, I question the strategical validity of this thing. Right. So you have to dig a whole trench under. Yeah. Under the where the wagon's going to stop. This right. particular wagon you want. And it's got to stop in a specific spot. Well, so they cut a tree so that the tree is in the road. And right. then for some reason the horse can't walk over the fucking tree. Wagon can't get over the tree. <laughs> the wagon can't get over the tree. The horse can. Probably. Right. But- and but so they're like, you know oh, good. so then they have to stop and, like, chop up this tree. Right. And it gives them enough time to, like, drill through the bottom. It's an Italian job. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> drill through the bottom, pull out the uh, safe but like treasure chest, and uh, the, move along. The, the, the hole they cut in the bottom is, like, maybe three foot by four foot, but it lines up 
perfectly with like this like jack system that she's got built underneath the wagon to lift to like mm-hmm. drop the thing and so like there is no margin of error in this whole heist right not at all so either she is very fucking skilled or the writers are very fucking lazy right I maybe mean, a bit of both yeah maybe she did all of her math of like there's no wiggle room but, yeah. <laughs> where the where the horse stops but kind of the reveal here is that it is in fact a lady doing the robbery right a, a lady thief uh, she wears a cloak, and my kids were convinced that she was Little Red Riding Hood. I can't say she's not. But she never mentions her very traumatic past, <laughs> which Prince Charming seems to be into, and, like, I feel like would have come up. Yeah. I mean, a little too into, really? Yeah. Like, like he's, like, really, like, real, trauma surfing. Yeah, like, real into girls with trauma. And, yeah. And, like, I know there's a lot of girls with trauma, but, like, if that's your thing... You might need a therapist. You might be a predator. Yeah. Like, really. But anyway. um, So, he's trying to, like, Charming's, like, running through town, like, schmoozing the girls, having some fun. He meets up with our thief girl. Right. And she... And she's immune. She's absolutely immune. She's not she's flattered like, at all. Also under some kind of curse. Like, Maybe. she's just locked her heart or, away. Or she's just, like... There's a musical number later that she's locked her heart away. Right. She's just, like, fuck boys, get paid. Like... I mean... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Which would have been a different movie. Mm-hmm. If we took that first part, literally. I um, mean, sure. But, um... He's kind of flummoxed by the whole thing because he's used to people operating completely different right. he's used to people swanning over him and she's or trying like, to kill him she's like um okay bye <laughs> she, she's just indifferent but he's like all right well i'm engaged to three girls and she's like the fuck asked like right. who, who asked nobody right. she's like i don't care um so she steals all the princess's stuff so she well hold on oh lady. we're not okay. quite there we're not there okay so like this is like, she interacts with him and manages this kind of escape, but there's wanted posters all over. Right. So she's got to like hide. She dives into the bakery. The only bakery in town. Right. What are the odds? What are the odds? There's 10 buildings in this town. And all three girls roll into the bakery to, like, proof their cakes or something. I know there's tastings. I don't know what they have to do. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Mm-hmm. But she is there and she's pretending to be the, like, assistant. So she knocks out the um chef right like literally hits him over the head with a frying pan it makes that like patong sound i mean it's a quality gag it's a great sound it is and she i have a frying pan we could try it later <laughs> no thanks it's cast iron i don't want to go to the hospital in the time of covid <laughs> fair enough um for some stupid ass thing of like i hit my head i'd record uh, it with a nice mic <laughs> We got a really good sound effect out of it. No, thanks. We could use it for every podcast, Lisa. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can find that sound effect on the interwebs. Are you not willing to suffer for our art? <laughs> no! I'm willing That's for like, you to suffer for our I mean, art. no. No, Um, I never became an artist. One, because I have no talent, but also because I have no desire to suffer. You realize, as, I mean, like, I don't know how you define <laughs> artists, but we have over 150 hours of content available. I know, that 12 people listen to. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying we're great and artists. I am one of those people. <laughs> I'm not saying we're great. I'm just saying that there is output. Um, yes. Yes, there's output. But the princes walk in, um... 
And she, yeah, like you said, she robs them blind mm-hmm. while they're all talking about their trophy boy. Right. And um, they, at, at the end, they all show her photos of their fiance. Right. And she was like, are you guys all marrying the same dude or is he triplets? Like, because if he's not triplets, y'all are fucked. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, this is fucking awesome. Like. Her reaction to this is this like, oh my gosh, I got front row seats to a train wreck. Right. Like love spoofed you and you suck. This is going to be awesome. And so the girls kind of figure it out. Right. But they're not weirdly mad. Like, yeah. They're very, very zen about this whole thing. And I would be fucking furious. So um, this is a moment I have to talk about an experience I had in high school. Okay. So... Um, the worst fight mm-hmm. I ever saw in the high school, in the hallways of the sky school. Okay. Um, happened, uh, when I walked out of my American government class, mm-hmm. um, and across the hall was another government class and a guy was walking out of that class and he was met by his girlfriend mm-hmm. and his other, and his other girlfriend. girlfriend and the two of them proceeded to whoop his monkey ass. Right, beat the shit out of them him together. <laughs> together. Right, because he was lying to both of them. Yeah. Like, they're both the victims. This is the moment. Like, this is... The, that's how that should work. Right. That's the thing. Like, I don't want to tell you guys how to behave and how to live your lives. No. But at the same time, if you realize that, like... If your partner is lying to you... And lying to someone else. There's a chance they're lying to someone else. And if they're lying to someone else... You're on the same team. Right. You're both on team anti-them. Yes. And these girls figured that out. Also, to this guy's defense, he did not really try to, like, fight back because, you know, hitting a girl, whatever. But at the that's the only credit I can give this man. Well, teenager, this boy. This teenager. This dumb, dumbass teenager who got his ass handed to him. By some teenage girls, and I hope he learned his lesson. I would hope. I didn't really we know should, this we guy. We should probably Facebook him and figure that out. I don't even know that kid's <laughs> name. I was in honors government. He was, he was in like clearly basic not in honors. Hon- basic government. So like, he was not smart. No, he, I mean obviously, he was not focusing on academics. Uh, so. Yeah, but like. If I was these three princesses, a hundred percent, and I cannot I'm... express how far away from being a princess I am, <laughs> but if I was one of these three princesses, I would, yeah, I'd be like, okay, guys, we're gonna kick Charming's ass, like between between the three of us. Yeah, like okay, we have skills, like we're now all bonded in hating this motherfucker. Yeah, done. But um. Thief does, uh, Thief Lady does run away. Yeah. Um, but she kind of gets caught. Yeah, she gets caught by, like, a not very smart guard. He just kind of, like, bumps into her and she just, like, uh, dumps all the all the, stuff all the jewels and stuff, like, falls out of her pockets. So she needs better pockets! Yeah. Patriarchy. And so she is, um,. So she goes to jail. She goes to jail. For robbing all the princesses. But she, the way she's in jail is that she's in a chair, like a stone chair, chained to a chair. Mm-hmm. And everybody gets to come in and talk to her. Right. And it's the three princesses 
And they're three parental figures of whatever kind. Right. So it's like the dad of Sleeping Beauty. Who is billed in this as King Beauty. King Beauty. <laughs> the, um... He's played by Carlos Alazar. The dwarf <laughs> of uh, Snow White. One of the dwar- one of the dwarfs. Yeah. And uh, the fairy godmother from Cinderella. Yeah. I do like the part about how Cinderella's like, yeah. And even though, like, my whole life, like, my dad married a psychopath and she, like, turned me into the maid and made me live in the firebox... Like, during all that part, the fairy godmother didn't show up, but when it was time to party, the fairy godmother's like, yes, bitch! <laughs> Here's a dress and some shoes. <laughs> yeah, like, she does have a little bit of some debriefing. She's like, uh... She's like, I mean, maybe it would have been better if she would have showed up when I was ten, but whatever. <laughs> uh, But they're basically like, listen, you are going to be our representative here. Right, so she's like, you stole our shit. And she was like, I mean, it's what I do, I steal shit. And Fair he's enough. like, you got it all back. And uh, and they're like, yeah, and the Prince Charming is going to run the gauntlet. And then after he runs the gauntlet, he's going to marry uh, one of these princesses. And she was like, you guys really think he's going to, like, survive the gauntlet? Like, that's where you come in. Right, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I think he's going to fucking die. Because have you seen him? He's fucking terrible at everything. Apparently he's never had to work for a thing in his life. Right. Right, everything's everything, just been handed to him on a platter. Right, he's not he's not used to hard work. He doesn't have any skills mm. other than his smile, like which is newsflash, not going to work on fucking dragons. Uh, you don't know that. I mean, we don't. I've know seen that yet. Shrek. <laughs> Same. Um, so the the thief who, whose name is Lenore, yeah, is like here's what I'll do. I'll be his guide. I'll get him through the... I'll get, I'll get him through the the gauntlet in one piece. And then and then he'll make his decision. But if he dies, like, all of you are out of luck. Yeah. You're SOL. Like, mm-hmm. too bad. And they were like, cool. I will make that bargain. You get my prince out of the gauntlet alive. I will give you a fortune. She will give you a fortune. She will give you a fortune. All we'll get three, three fortunes. Three fortunes. First off, how is a fortune a unit of measure? Yeah. Fair it enough. Is, it is a non-count noun. But anyway, but, I mean, they're just cool with that. Like, basically, they're just delaying the choice to after a death possibility. Mm-hmm. So, sure, whatever. So, Lenore goes down, and she has to intersect with the prince. Right. So, she dresses up like a man. By the way, this is the lamest fucking costume I've ever seen. In <laughs> All my she damn has life. is a mustache. Like, she is still very obviously lady shaped. Okay, but like not quite, not quite badonkadonk like a Pixar mom, right? If you know what I'm talking about, I do. Um, I mean, I'm not here for the like arbitrary gender like association, but whatever. She has a mustache. She has a mustache. Um, she's wearing a tunic. Yeah, that does not cover any of her female perceived body. No, um, she's she's got bosoms mm-hmm. that are visible, and it comes right to the bottom of like her hips. Her hips, like, and then she has some leggings. And she's got leggings from like 
seriously 50 feet away, you'd be like, that's a chick. Mm-hmm. And then you walk up and be like, she's got a mustache. Still a chick. Like. Or maybe a gender, like, non-binary person. Like, this is not a trans-friendly film. Oh, uh, fair enough. I guess I. At I, all. I have to admit, I did not consider it that way. But at the same time, like, charming, I think, just because she's not fawning over him. Right. Like, he just goes with it. She, yeah. Obviously, like, obviously, you're a dude. This, yeah, this is a very heteronormative movie. Very <laughs> much so. And so, you know, just because she's not fawning over him, he's like, oh, I guess you're a dude. Because you have a mustache and you're not madly in love with me. So, let's just... So, Obs. So, Obs, you're going to be my guide for the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Right. There's three parts of the gauntlet. Right, which they go over many times. Yeah. And and I also forgot them. Because they don't <laughs> fucking make sense. So, you're so like... Pass an impassable pass. Yeah. You have to survive an unsurvivable attack. Yep. You have to conquer an unconquerable beast. Oh my gosh, you got that. I'm the one with the nuts. <laughs> notes. I'm, I am the one with the nuts. But I'm also the one also with the notes. notes. Yes. I'm the one with the notes. And you fucking got that. You nailed it. High Thank five. You. Like, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Do you want a real high five for the audio? I mean, Yes. Um, but yeah, you got it. That's awesome. I'm so proud of you. So those are the three parts of the gauntlet. Those are the three parts of the gauntlet. Um, but those are not the only parts of finding love. In finding love, the lovers have to uh, take both t- both take a leap of faith for yes. each other. Whatever the fuck that means. Is it's this a ve- metaphor? It's Is this very literal? unclear? So they're gonna go but like first prince charming has a nightmare about like being dead right so he every night he dreams of like mobs chasing him yeah because like truly that's his life of like either people trying to love him testosterone aggression is like not Mm, his friend no and so it started when his mother died which again right. is a moment of like, right. of course. And he was like, "I know they will disappear when I find my true love." And I was like, "That's not how bad dreams work." I mean, did, bad, bad dreams don't disappear when you find your true love. That's didn't not, you stop having bad dreams? That's not how trauma me? works. Did you stop having your bad dreams when you found me? No. <laughs> oh, I'm so disappointed. I still have bad dreams. <laughs> but you have me. Yes, and I have bad dreams. Both and. <laughs> Like, my deep-seated sleep issues do not just disappear (laughs) when I found, quote-unquote, true love. (laughs) Yeah. So, the first thing that happens, they're, like, going through the woods and vines start attacking them and there's fog. So, all the vines have, like, very, they're very much shaped like masks. right? Right. They have, like, eyes and a face and I really wanted the masks to do something. They did not. But they didn't. They just slapped you in the face with their leaf mask. And then you were like, hey, this is kind of weird. And they were like on a wagon. So they just like hauled ass through the leaf mask right, fog so, thing. So the vines like curl around the the uh, wheels of the wagon and you have to cut them loose. Yeah. It was really not that challenging of a challenge. Wasn't there like some kind of, uh, didn't they turn into some kind of balloon? 
Was that this time? Yeah. Like, they end up kind of getting, like, the wagon ends up getting, there's, like, a geyser of yeah. steam. So they, like, pull over a geyser, and and the wagon, like, pushes up. Yeah, but, like, this random cloth they have in it, I guess, turned into a canopy and caught the hot air. And so now yeah. they're in a hot air balloon, and they're floating. So floating. And Charming's like... Fucking did it! We got through the impassable pass. Uh, Charming is, like, a very precocious eight-year-old. Yeah. Like, is very excited about life, has no ideas about, like... Survival instincts? Survi- zero survival instincts. And he was like, that was awesome! And he, like, has his sword, and he's just, like, flailing it all around. And Lenora's like, the fuck are you doing with that sword? And he was like, I don't know, but it looks great. <laughs> So he ends up stabbing... And, and, and she was like, one, it doesn't look great. And two, you don't fucking know how to use your sword. <laughs> and three, he does actually end up cutting some of the ropes that are supporting them as... And they end up crashing. And they end up crashing. And he's like, she's like, fucker. Right. He's <sighs> like, you couldn't just put your sword away? And he's like, but it looks so cool! <laughs> Could that be a metaphor? Is that a metaphor for dick pics? Uh... Yes. I'm going to say decidedly yes. Okay. Just thought. Like, pretty much, if people don't ask for your dick pics, they don't want them. No? No. No. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that. People people who want dick pics will ask. People who don't will not ask. There you go. Yeah. But like, so if so... you're like, hey, should I send them a dick pic? The answer is, did they ask for one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So put your sword away. Put your sword away. Nobody. It doesn't look good. Yeah. Nobody though, needs to see it in the situation. You think it looks fantastic. You don't know how to fucking use it. So keep it so away until thank, the moment arises. Thank you. Next. Yes. So this children's movie has taught us an important lesson about Tinder etiquette. Right. I'm so old. I've never been on Tinder. Um. But yes. I never ever. God, I hope Tinder. I hope not. But I mean, if something crazy happens and you die, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I'm not going to. Same. Thanks. All right. So as soon as they kind of land, they end mm-hmm. up getting caught in a trap. Yes, they, they can't up- hold back <laughs> because they love you so much, baby. <laughs> no, no, sorry, went a different direction That's with not, that. That's not how it works. Okay, this is like I'm gonna say the most problematic part of the movie so fucking problematic so 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 not okay even with Um, sia yeah spoilers so they are um they are captured by quote unquote savage uh like giant tree people who eat people they're like giant tree Giant sentient trees who eat people. And they use the word savage. Yeah. And not in like a great, like Megan the Stallion way. Like No. In a it in is... a very like colonial way, which is real racist bullshit. Also, the the tribe that captures them is an all-female like kind of amazonian amazonian tree people tribe tree people giant tribe Mm -hmm. and it is again it's very colonial like 
savage. Yeah, it's real not cool. Like, I was like, oh, so cringy and not cool. Yeah. And so um, what happens is Charming is able to woo all the ladies who make up this tribe that normally would destroy and eat anybody. Right, they they eat people. And so he's going to, he he woos them and he ends up, he's betrothed now to the the chief chief? lady who is, by the way, the only, like all of these ladies are like very stick thin and and like willowy. I mean, like literally they have like 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 10 foot tall legs and arms and like they're really, they're giantesses, but they're very skinny. Mm-hmm. The chief is the only... She's the only one with curves. Rubenesque. Yeah. Can I use Rubenesque as a good sure. word? Sure. Lady she, in I this... I think she might also be the only one who speaks English. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, gross. she's the only one that kind of speaks decentish English. Everybody's kind of on a pigeon, like, broken English. Yeah, I don't know. Meanwhile, Lenore... Lenny, as she's calling herself. and right. her male Her right. male name. Her male name. I, I mean... I said her, I don't... Whatever, whatever. She's not really fully transitioning. She's kind of fluid. Right, no, no. She's, she's like, in drag. Sure. So her, her male name is Lenny. Uh, gets stuck in a pot because mm-hmm. they're going to eat... Her. Them. For breakfast. For breakfast. And yeah. it's a whole thing. But the person who's in charge of watching her... Is the one-eyed oracle. Is the one-eyed oracle. Half the things she says are true. Right. But the problem is, like... So, so our daughter pointed out... I was like, what do you mean that half the things she says are true because she's, like, she's half blind? Aren't all oracles blind? And then she was like, maybe the blind part of her is the oracle, and the seeing part of her is the part that's bullshit. And I was like, maybe you're right. You're all right. But um, she's played by Sia... Played by Sia. Again, like, the fuck? The, like, yeah. who, how much money did you throw at this movie so to have such a bullshit much movie? Money. Um, and. And Sia has a whole song about God knows what. Um, uh, let me read you <laughs> what is called the pre chorus. And I. I see your infinite, and I, I see your definite. You push that shape-shifting smile, and as your defense falls, like your castle walls, it comes crashing down. It comes crashing down. Chorus. But I heal you. You don't want to love anymore, but you're drowning. Oh. And you... (laughs) And I feel you. You shall you shut love out evermore. Peace surrounds you. Oh. <laughs> Let me read you first too. So you could just fall. You could lower your tall. Don't what? just lay down. To die. Yeah, this is a very trippy, like, music video. 
I was like, why do kids' movies always have this, like, drug-induced fever dream section? This is the worst thing since Huffleups and Woozles. Why? Why is this necessary? I know kids have fevers, but, like, guys. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. It... This was... I mean, and also, like, the video direction of this. At one point, I looked at Lisa, I'm like, this is like a Bond, like... You know, James Bond intro. It was a James Bond intro. On acid. And those are not... All James Bond intros are on acid. Yeah, I was going to say, that's really rough. Because those are not I mean, I'm I'm, I'm real straight-laced. I've never taken acid, but I I can only assume. I don't know. I got a guy that probably hook you up. Thank you. I'm too old now. Like, when I was 16, I knew where to buy drugs. But now, not so much. (laughs) That was one of those moments where I was like, I'm old because I don't know how to get drugs. And then I realized, like, I could probably ask some of my friend's kids. And then I was like, that makes me even older. <laughs> Fuck. Truth. I'm too Truth. old. We're too old. Um, But anyway, so that all happens. And we skip to the next morning. And Charming's awakening, cuddling with Gigantus Chief Lady. Right, right. And he's like. Oh, I gotta get out of here before everybody wakes up and we right, eat and he Lenny. he takes the dagger out of her hair. She's she, using like, it as a hairpin. She uses as a hairpin this, like, dagger of whatever. It's the indestructible dagger. Right. I have no idea where the fuck it comes from or where it's going, but right. he's gotta they, steal they it. They talked a lot about it for it being a real non-thing. So he steals it and... and he uh, goes and rescues Lenny. Lenny, yeah. And... And Lenny's like, oh my god, you came for me. And he's like, of course I came for you. Like, we're brothers in arms. Yeah, it doesn't end like this. And Lenny's like, why the fuck not? Like, I mean... <laughs> I, don't, I don't see why it couldn't end like this. <laughs> like, honestly, that was a real possibility, just to be clear. Um, and so they kind of escape. And, like, there's a whole chase. They Lenny kind of wants like, to tell him something, but doesn't. Yeah, they end up getting stuck under like the caverns a cavern yeah and lenny starts seeing jewels right sparkly things in the rocks yeah because of course she's a girl she's distracted by jewels also like she her job is being a jewel thief so that's fair so like you know she just sees dollar signs yeah so they go into this big cave with like giant jewels um and like Charming's like, we can't let these false temptations distract us. She's like, fuck you. Like I, I'm getting mine. I mean, like that's real easy for you to say as the man who can like, who has all the freedom in this situation. Yeah. Who can choose whoever they want to marry, and like it's fine. Like I don't have a lot of fucking options. So like I don't want you to lecture me about how I should live my life. Like yeah, basically. Shut sh- the fuck up, bootstraps, Dan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. Lisa got real, real, real there. So anyway, um, but she does end up stealing a jewel that awakens a fucking stone golem. Right. Like there's a stone golem. And not a lady stone golem because his charms are immune. Yeah. So. Um, and at first he was like, hey. Uncut- you got you got to let me do this by myself. And he's like, I don't really want you to... I don't want to watch you get pummeled to death. He's like, you got to let me do this by myself. And she like, was like, okay. Fine. So it's the unconquerable beast of the whole 
like trilogy earlier. Um, and he attacks it. He smacks it in the face with his sword. Which he's terrible at swordsmanship. Yeah, because the sword absolutely breaks. Swords personship. Also, he's got like he's got his sword and he's got the unbreakable dagger. He smacks it with his sword, which Not shatters. Not the unbreakable dagger. I feel like that's the easy fallback. Right. Never mentioned. Right. He just kind of puts it away. I yeah. Don't, I don't understand. Um, but the monster is really interested in Lenny. Not necessarily charming. And is chasing her around. And it's because she has this gem that looks like a heart. Yeah. And, he, and the, the rock monster wants the heart back. Yes. So, um, Charming gets that, um, and like puts, puts it, puts it in their chest. Yeah. And yay. He wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then the monster was like, no harm, no foul. I'm not going to eat you. Even though you stole my fucking heart out of my chest, I would eat you just for fucking spite. I would at least, you know, punch you very hard yeah, in the face. I would like pin you up against a rock and let you starve to death. Like I'm real fucking petty yeah and so like at this moment for reasons, i can do all things through spite who strengthens me fair enough um at this point lenny like kind of looks at him and like there's this moment where she like really starts to feel the feels for charming who has not fucking earned a single feel no he is so one-dimensional he is such a stupid idiot <laughs> Who is just thinking about himself. He is unredeemable in every moment we've seen him in. But yet she's like. And yet. Maybe. Maybe he's the one. Maybe he's the one for me. Teach me how to love. Who unlocked my heart. Because apparently her heart is locked. There's literally a metaphor that keeps coming up. It came up in the like James Bond acid trip. Where there's like a box with a key. Like. There's a heart and it's like a like a gem heart, which is shatterable, can shatter into a million pieces. But inside the heart is like no, the heart is inside like a steel box, and there's like a key. To quote Nirvana, it is a heart shaped box. It is, but what's got like a key to it that is locked, and it's a whole. I think it's a metaphor, but like yeah, and then the dark fairy keeps like busting into the um plot and is like oh this is bad yeah she's like this girl's a bigger threat than i thought i'm like what have the you fuck? been watching the same fucking movie we've been watching yeah like really it was i mean it was either her or literally, literally anyone else any fucking person but anyway um lenny has like this whole musical number about like right loving maybe giving charming a chance and like mm-hmm. Giving into her whole thing, she buys a fucking dress right, so at this she, real village. Like in a real in a real rom com like uh, transformation. Yeah. yeah, in a real rom com transformation move. She invites him to uh dinner, dinner at like a local pub or whatever. And she like Tavern. Tavern. And she goes and buys a dress. At this village. At this village. Happens to be in the window. Happens to fit her. Happens to be open. Yeah. There's many happenstances. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. Um, But it fits her great. She looks. She looks great. Yeah. She looks good in it. I mean, again, she wasn't. I mean, again, I don't want to be 
particularly mean here, but she definitely wasn't passing for a dude. Mm -hmm. But again, charming. Either there's girls who love him or dudes that hate him. Right. So she must be in the dude section because he didn't steal her girl. So like, whatever. That puts a whole wrinkle in it. What if there's lesbians? I know. I feel like this this is a real heteronormative movie, and I'm angry about it. <laughs> That's so fair. But aren't all fairy tales so fucking heteronormative? It's annoying. <sighs> I mean, maybe one good like. Yeah, non-heteronormative. Non-heteronormative fairy tale. I don't know. Germans do better. Fair. But, um, so she's going to meet him at this thing wearing this really cute dress, Mm -hmm. but he goes into the tavern and all the ladies love him. And so he's surrounded by love. We gotta stop. We gotta stop. The person who owns this tavern is a troll. Truth. And we gotta talk about how he's like, you need to answer me with these questions three. Yes. (laughs) And he was like, one. How many people are in your party? (laughs) Two. Do you have a reservation? And three, how will you be paying? How will you be paying? <laughs> so good. So that good. was like the most brilliant part of this whole fucking movie. I was just like, that, that's perfect. Yes. I want a troll for my hostess station. Yes, he's at... like getting stuff done. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and Prince Charming was like, I mean, I was kind of hoping to like get by on my charm. And he's like, we don't take charm, motherfucker. And he's like, I'll pay cash. <laughs> Fantastic, right this way. We'll give you a booth in the corner. But like so all good. the ladies, all the ladies in the restaurant fall for Charming. And right. like Lenny rolls in and like all these girls are finding for him. She's like, oh, deuces. Right. This asshole. Right. Like I'm not, I'm not here for this bullshit. Like I'm like, listen, I want to find my special someone. But I'm not going to crawl over, like, 87 other women right. to get there. Right. No, thank you. No, thank you. Like, And he was like, she was like, oh, I'm such an idiot. Yeah. I was such an idiot to think that, like, maybe yeah. this would have been a thing. And so, like, the next morning, like, she shows up to pick him up again as Lenny, as right. not Lenore. She's back to her, mm-hmm. her male persona. And, um... She's like, all right, let's get you to the, the fire mountain. Let's just get you up there. There's three fortunes waiting for me. Let's do this right, shit. Right, I got, I got to move. And so she gets him up there and like they bust into the into the end of it. And char- there's Cinderella, Snow White, and Sleeping Beauty. And she's like, pick fucker. Right, you go. And they're like, good job, uh, Lenore, or, what, or whatever they called them. Like, here's your fortunes. And he was like, what? You were paid to help me through the gauntlet? And she was like, I mean, yeah. And he was like, I thought you were my friend. And he was, she was like, that's not how friendship works. <laughs> like, like, literally, I met you in the alley. I was like, let's go do this shit. Right. And you were like, all right, cool. And that's our friendship. Right. But he was like, very hurt. Very, very hurt. He was like, you're my only friend. I've never had a friend before. Yeah. And so, like, he kind of realizes at this moment, like, he can't really choose any of these girls because they're all enchanted. Right. So he's like, well, fuck, if I can't find this girl, my only other option is that the curse dies with me. And I'm like, that was a, that was a real big fucking leap. Yeah. I mean, first off, I'm not sure if you read all the fine print on that, but I'm not sure that's how that works. (laughs) 
I don't know. Because Maybe. it was like, you have to find love by your 21st birthday or all love dies. If you're fucking dead... You also don't find love by your 21st birthday? By the, like the strict like reading of the contract. Love. Again... Not covered by this movie. Not covered. I mean, we don't get into necrophilia at all in this particular film. Nope, nope. And I'm kind of Or necromancing. Any Necromancers are just healers with bad timing. Very bad timing. But anyway. Um, and so he decides he's going to kind of like off himself. So like he decides he's going to write a letter to like all of the girls he's loved before right every every well, lady I mean, in the kingdom who he's ever looked at yeah so he's got like a big stack of letters <laughs> right and he's like dearest vanessa <laughs> yeah and so he's writing all these letters and his dad walks in and is like what are you doing he's like turns out i'm gonna kill myself right i got and i have to let them know that it didn't really love me that it was all the curse and that they can go back to their one true love yeah, whoever the fuck whoever, that whoever was. Whoever the fuck that was, it wasn't me. Right. And so he's he's doing this, and his dad's like, I guess, like, I'm kind of proud of you, son, for, like... Doing the hard thing. But at the same time, is it? Like, I mean, he's doing kind of the, like, I don't know. But, yeah, so he... Yeah. This is, like, again... Another musical number of, like, lines too tight to break, I think is what I have right here. And it mm-hmm. makes no sense. <laughs> the charming, uh, but the bird red cardinal thing that was the assistant in the heist at the beginning. Right, right. Steals one of these letters, brings it to Lenny, and is like, hey, read this. And right. she's like, this isn't even addressed She's like, dear Vanessa, this isn't even fucking me. Turns out, she's like, oh, Charming's gone off himself. Right, because in his letter, he's like, I know what love feels like, and it's not what I felt like with you, and I'm sorry. I never meant to, I never meant to, like, string you along or whatever, but I want you to be released from this curse and pursue love as, yeah. as you want. What you had with me was bullshit. Like, it was just, like... It was just infatuation. Roofies. And... It was just magic roofies. Yes, it was just magic roofies, and you need to move on. Yeah, and so... Then he's like, oh, fuck. I got to go save him before he does this. So Charming is, first off, he's going downstairs. He goes to the gallows. Right. There's like a literal, like, hangman's noose. Yeah. And he's going to hang him. Well, he's going to be hanged because he's, he's got be an executioner. Hanged. He does have an executioner. It's a public Who hanging. Who does fucking nothing. Yeah. He's kind of a weird character. He's kind of cool, though. But like, Yeah. I mean, I'm... Whatever. At one point, he's like, so how did you get into this? He's like, I don't know. I've got a real job, but this is just kind of a talent I have. Right. I mean, I'm good at this, and it pays the bills. So, uh, but, like, all these ladies are there who are, like, crying and upset yes. that he's doing it. All these dudes are there that are, like, fucking finally. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gives, like, a speech of, like, I realize what I've done. I'm I'm awful and terrible as a human. This is the one thing I can do to hopefully, like, absolve myself. And so the executor's like, any last words or any, you know. Right. Are you ready? And he was like, I mean, no. And he's like, I don't know why I keep asking people that. They're never ready. All right. On three. (laughs) One, two, two and a half. Two and, and three, three quarters. quarters. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? It's and like, it's like, sometimes people show up to save. Like, at the last minute, you know, and this is the last minute. 
So I'm kind of I'm kind of stretching it out. And as he goes three, Lenny shoots arrows and cuts the rope, and he fall and and Charming falls to the ground. Right, not dead. And Maybe. she's like, "I'm here to save you." And he's like, "I mean, like, thanks, but also the fuck, like, mm-hmm. what's going on?" Which is when the witch um, shows up. Right, right. Uh, can we talk about the witch's style? Okay, first, yes. So good. You can tell she's evil because she has eyeshadow. Is she? She looks great. Who's her voice? Uh, her voice is the lady from my big fat Greek wedding. Yes. <laughs> She, and she's fantastic. And she's great. She's, she's great she in this movie. It. <laughs> but uh, she's so she's got like great eyeshadow. She's got on point hair. Right. She's but from the waist down for days. Waist down, she is like these like tessellating. Maybe made of maggots. Like I don't understand. They're like, but they're like metallic and right. like Very shardy, shiny, sparkly, swarmy. Uh, yeah. It's weird, but also awesome and I'm here. like if i could just wear a skirt of like sparkly a sparkly swarm yeah and I so would. she um she turns the witch just basically does this whole deep fog thing to keep the two and of them can't apart find each other even though they're like two feet apart from each other and can hear each other yeah i don't i don't understand why they couldn't find each other also the witch throws out this quote of like what a royal pain you turned out to be and i was like Oh, so she's like some sort of princess. Yeah, that fucking went nowhere. Nope. 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 I really expected her to be like the daughter of the like evil uh, fairy lady. Or something. Or something. Or like the banished, also cursed princess from the kingdom next door. Right, something. Whose curses offset. No. No, that goes nowhere. Um, But then, like, the prince kind of dies protecting lenny from the witch sure and he ends up like laying dead on the floor i mean maybe dead and so then she's like what do we do with an unconscious dead body ah give it a kiss yeah i mean that's that tracks that tracks. i mean at least that's a little equal opportunity in this whole fucking clusterfuck of a misogynistic weird i am fairytale. i am the like face straight yikes emoji yeah i mean it's again dubious consent does not make it good be dubious be dubious consent doesn't make it good if it's going from a lady to a dude it does not it does not consent but cuts always all the ways um, but it apparently destroys the plans. Right. Allows then, the prince to experience true love. Right. And the witch explodes. she was his true love. Yeah, and the witch, like, explodes. Right, and turns into, like, sparkles. Yay, the smell's broken. Yay, sparkles. Everybody's back to normal. Right, and so all the ladies get de-chanted and are not infatuated with the prince anymore. And go back to their proper loves. Yeah. Meanwhile, Lenny's, like, actually into the prince. And the prince is into her. Right. So, Lenny proposes, and the prince accepts. Right. Good. I mean, like, that's a little forward, I guess. Like, I mean, whatever. They've known each other for three days, which might be longer than he's known his other fiancés. It might not. I don't know. And um, they're going to get married. 
also like there's this kind of like motif where there's a portrait painter painting people and mm-hmm. talking to them at the very end lenny is sitting for her portrait as the as the bride of of charming turns out she's pregnant she's awesome right they try to make pancakes a thing yeah like they just i mean pancakes like looking kind of back at the movie there were a couple moments there were pancakes yeah but, but like, like stop trying stop trying to make pancakes it was a thing. not developed yeah, at, all. at all i just kind of shoved it in the end there's like in the last 10 minutes there were like four references to pancakes like and also pancakes and you're like um sure whatever cool whatever sounds great but she's pregnant he's there she's queen he's prince yay things are great there's like no uh justice for the other princesses we never know we never who see were them again strung along by the magic Maybe they found they their princess. I mean, I would have liked them to have like found true love wherever true love was. Or Maybe I would they have turned into them... their own little thruple. Right. Or I would have liked them to be like, fuck all of this. Like, I'm moving on. Yeah. I don't I know. Don't, I don't need any of this bullshit. Like, I don't... I. They were very flat characters, and we didn't see anything from them. Pretty much. Yeah. I don't know. This movie, what did we learn? Oof. We learned no good lessons from this movie. <laughs> Truly. It was a very, like, ham-fisted way to be like, we're woke, and we're trying to, like, uh, fix all the, like, very... Uh, Shitty cri- fairy tales Like, the very, there. like, cringy fairy tales with, like, feminism, and you're like, uh, cheering for a slightly less vapid heroine is not feminism. No. It's not. It's not. Like, honestly, it might have been more feminist if, like, all the princesses would have been like, fuck that dude. Let's go, like, start our own convent. Yeah, let's do our own thing. Yeah. Yeah, let's do our own thing. Like, maybe with men, maybe with hype men, like, whatever. But, like, we're chasing that paper on our own. Yeah, it turns out we're actually valid humans without a male validation. Yes. Yes, like 3D of like not having one emotion. I don't know. You do say 3D, by the way. I feel like this movie was originally conceived in 3D because it had like a lot of weird poking at the <laughs> there, camera things. There were a lot of like, and all the pumpkins like roll out of the cart and into the... Like into what would have been purview. your field of view. Yeah. But no, anyway. But uh, what else did we learn from this movie? Fuck all. I mean, you can throw enough cast at a movie to make it mildly watchable. It is. This movie is mildly watchable. Uh, but it's not But good. it costs a lot of money. Did it? To be mildly watchable. I don't know. I can't assume all those people came cheap. Like, there's a lot of people in this movie. What have you seen Ashley Tinsdale in lately? I mean, I've only seen her in high school musicals. Have you <laughs> seen what Avril's been up to? Uh, I don't know. She lives in Canada. Is she still married to uh, the guy from Nickelback? Hell knows. I don't know. I don't keep, tra- keep track of that. Uh, have you heard of GM before? Not at all. Uh, John but, Please Has he been doing anything since I'm Heavy Rain's Nick? just because I'm out of touch doesn't mean that these people didn't cost good money. But also, I feel like probably all of their stuff was done remotely. Oh, 100%. They called in all of this shit. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like, nobody was mm-hmm. bringing their A-game. Yeah. At this thing. Yeah. And it didn't earn anyone's A game. Uh, yeah. So. I learned nothing from this film. It, same. It wasn't great. 
It no. wasn't great. It, it wasn't was like good. at best like mildly racist. I don't think it was necessarily racist because everybody it was very racist. Everybody <laughs> in this fucking movie was white. Yes. But the yes. Even the was... Chinese girl, even Sia, even I know, I know. Everybody but the, was white. The whole Wait, that is racist. Yes. Yes. The whole uh like the Amazon thing. Yeah, the savage tree people. Like the fact that they used the word savage, I was like, so many alarm bells. I mean, and again, in their defense, everybody was kind of sort of white in there. Yeah, so that doesn't help. That's not better. That's not, that doesn't make it better. No, it doesn't. It really Ugh. doesn't. This movie's fucking terrible. Don't watch it. Please don't. <laughs> and please parent responsibly. <laughs> please parent responsibly. <laughs>